I've always told my kids, and I think uh, most parents do, I've said to them, always tell the truth. If you've done nothing wrong, you've got nothing to worry about. But does the right to silence law actually hide the truth and mean that people can possibly get away with murder? Let's check it out. So you probably saw one of the big stories this week, and it was about the fact that two years on from the unsolved killing of a baby girl in Auckland, the Herald, New Zealand Herald, can reveal a charge has been dropped against a family member accused of trying to obstruct justice. Our police believe that Sophia Tueki Jackson, who was 14 months old, was killed at her mother's home in Clover Park, which is South Auckland, after suffering a catastrophic and unsurvivable head injury in May 2020, so two years ago. Several people were present at the property at the time, and detectives overseeing the case had earlier said that some of Sophia's family members refused to help police. They said although a number have spoken to police, there are key members of the immediate whānau who were present but are refusing to assist the investigation. Investigators believe some people with knowledge of the killing have actually uh, provided misleading information. And a week before Christmas 2020, police actually charged a close relative of the little 14-month-old with attempting to obstruct the course of justice. And police uh, recently said that the Crown solicitor has decided not to proceed further with the charge. It's a disturbing case, and nobody has been held accountable for this tragic death of a 14-month-old two years ago. You know, this right to silence law had its origins in the common law of England, and judges had grown concerned that the evidence of guilt should be obtained from sources other than just the mouth of the accused. So they demanded corroboration, proof of truth, a witness, which isn't a bad thing, but it's that same corroboration or proof of truth which is necessary for an alibi as well to prove that you weren't at the crime scene. But a key reason for right to silence was to provide protection against oppressive interrogation or coercive interviews. You know, the investigating officer beating the admission out of the, um, of, of the, of the, of the possible criminal. Although that is different now with the presence of lawyers being allowed and also the videoing of the interview. The underlying principle is the presumption of innocence and the burden of proof. In other words, it's up to the police to determine the true criminal. But what I don't get is if perjury is an offence, in other words, what you say that is false can uh, be an offence, why isn't withholding key information also an offence, hiding in a crime? I think we need to review the right to silence laws, which are effectively hindering investigations into child abuse, cases where nobody has been held accountable because of key witnesses grouping together and hiding the truth. Cases like little seven-month-old Staranese Waru from Christchurch in 2006. Can we forget this image, the deaths of the Kahui twins, also in 2006, where nobody has been held accountable. A four-month-old baby girl in Auckland in 2018. There was a Flaxmere four-year-old child who was seriously injured in a beating in January 2020. Manarewa boy Poseidon Hemipo Pickering in September 2020, although fortunately, eventually, someone was finally charged for that one. And this latest one, the ongoing unsolved homicide 
of little Sophia, which was highlighted in the media this week, although she died two years ago and still nobody has been held accountable. The rights of the parents and caregivers to refuse to answer questions during a police investigation means that the truth surrounding the deaths of our most vulnerable children and babies can be effectively withheld. Child abusers are able to hide behind their right to silence, and children are the ultimate victims. The rights of the child to justice is the big loser. And it's actually a bigger issue than just these child abuse deaths. Look at this message from the Police Managers Guild Trust. For one in five child abuse cases, family and friends were aware of the violence but did not report it. The solution seems simple. Parents, caregivers, relatives and those in contact with a victim of serious child abuse should be held accountable until they fully disclose their involvement and demonstrate their innocence to the police investigation. See, we now have victims of child abuse screaming for justice and nobody held to account. And in fact, in 2011, the country's leading authority on child protection questioned the right to silence for defendants in some child abuse cases. Starship Hospital's Director of Child Protection, Dr. Patrick Kelly, told the inquest into the death of the Kahui twins that he was disappointed proposed legislation from the then national government did not include some limitations on the right to silence. The rights of victims to justice and the urgent need for offenders to be held accountable, in my view, far outweighs the right to silence and other privileges that families may seek to use to mark their guilt or involvement. Potential witnesses to a serious crime, such as the death of a child or baby, should just tell the truth. Hey, as I said, if you've done nothing wrong, you've got nothing to worry about. Only the guilty need the right to silence. For justice to occur, it needs to be seen to be done. We can no longer be silent on this.